Welcome to the Sant Mat Satsang Podcast, a production of Spiritual Awakening Radio. My name is James Bean. Esoteric mystic paths like Sant Mat versus outer exoteric world religions. The esoteric versus the exoteric. Someone asked me a question. I want to know the difference between the sound current, the word, the Holy Spirit of Sant Mat, and the Holy Spirit of the Christian religion. Thank you for your question. All of these terms are equivalent to one another. Of course, in mainstream religion, they don't have many or any living schools of spirituality, many living mystics anymore, so there's little understanding about the spiritual practice. But in the past, Christianity has had saints and mystics that were indeed acquainted with the spiritual domain, like, for instance, auditory mysticism, hearing the divine sound, the sound current, the audible life stream. This is from Marjorie Kemp, a Christian mystic from her spiritual classic, The Mirror of Love. I heard a noise like wind blowing in my ears, and I knew it for the sound of the Holy Spirit, which became like the voice of a dove. When the Lord spoke to me, I lost all sense of time. I did not know if he was with me five or six hours or only one. It was so holy and full of grace that I felt as if I had been in heaven. Unquote. Marjorie Kemp, The Mirror of Love, a great spiritual classic of Christian mysticism, contemplative Christianity. And that's a quote that I included in my article, my booklet, called The Yoga of Sound, with examples of spiritual quotes from the various saints and mystics of the great world religions, East and West, on auditory mysticism, the yoga of sound, the Shabda or Shabad, the word, the logos, the audible life stream, the divine music of the spheres. Scroll down below if you're listening to this podcast at YouTube for a link to my booklet, The Yoga of Sound, with examples of sound mysticism found in the Baha'i Faith, Christianity, various schools of Gnosticism, Hermetic philosophy, Islam, Jainism, Buddhism, Hinduism, Sikhism, and of course, Paying, uh, paying special attention to the teachings of the Sants, Sant Mat, the path of the masters emanating from India. So these are equivalent terms. Divine sound, Holy Spirit, God can be perceived as sound. And that's true if you're practicing some sort of contemplative meditation in the West or in the East. It really has nothing to do with culture or Geography, a couple of definition of terms, Shabbat or Shabda, the sound current vibrating in all creation. It can be heard by the inner ears, the spiritual sense of hearing. Julian P. Johnson coined the term audible life stream and, of course, wrote about it in his spiritual classic called Path of the Masters. This region is the grand capital of all creation, the center of all universes, and the residence of the supreme creator, Lord of all. 
From the center of all light, life, and power, the great creative current flows outwards and downwards to create, govern, and sustain all regions. It passes out from this region, somewhat like the radio emanations going forth from a great broadcasting station. It is the audible life stream, the most important factor in the system of the masters. This stream permeates the entire system of universes. A thing of great importance to us is that the music of this ever-flowing current, the stream of life, can be heard by a real master and also by his students who have advanced even a little on the path. Julian P. Johnson, Path of the Masters. Scroll down below for a link to Path of the Masters online. If you're listening to this podcast by way of YouTube, if you're listening to this program by way of a different site or app, just send me an email. I'll be happy to send you a link to Path of the Masters as well as my booklet on the yoga of sound in the great world religions, Gnostic traditions, and Santmat. My email address is james at spiritualawakeningradio.com. On today's program, esoteric mystic paths like Santmat versus outer exoteric world religions. Think of the world religions as like a temple. Just imagine in your mind a diagram or set of blueprints. You have an outer court. The outer court is where the nominal believers are that occasionally drop by to some sort of religious service or participating in some kind of rituals and rites. Holidays and funerals, the occasional service of some sort. There's an inner court of more engaged believers. And there is a kind of holy of holies at the very center, an inner mystic core. And that's where you'll find in each of the world religions the various schools of spirituality, saints, mystics, contemplative souls, and solitaries. And it is this mystic core, this holy of holies, at the very center of the temple of people on planet Earth interested in spiritual things. That's where you'll find the saints and mystics, the contemplative souls and solitaries, the explorers of the kingdom of the heavens, the mystics of inner space. And that includes auditory and visionary mysticism, inner light, and inner sound mysticism of the spirit. And that's got much in common with Santmat. The mystic schools at the very center, the mystic core of the world religions, have a lot in common. Similar spiritual practices, sacred names, gazing into the darkness, contemplating divine light, listening in the silence for sound, craving silence and solitude and inner wisdom, the insight that contemplative practice brings. This would be a daily practice one does at home. In Eastern Orthodoxy, there has been hesychasm, the Syriac mystics of the East, the solitaries, of that tradition have been very advanced. Christianity has had many mystical movements over the ages. Madame Guion, Francois Felino, Miguel Molinos of the Quietist movement, Brethren of the Free Spirit, Beguines, Meister Eckhart, and some of those German 
Friends of God, the Friends of God movement. Cathars in France, Valentinians, Eukites, various solitaries, mystics, and saints over the ages, over the generations, the Valentinian Gnostics of long ago. In Islam, we have Sufi orders, various Sufi mysticism orders, orders uh, devoted to the mystical side of Islam. In Judaism, we have Kabbalah, masters of the name. There is Kabbalah mystics and other schools of mysticism in Judaism that dates way back to ancient times. In India, you have Santmat. In Santmat, you do not have to convert to a world religion. You don't have to learn to speak a new language. You don't have to be male with a beard over a certain age in order to qualify. You don't have to climb a mountain and join a monastery at some steep altitude somewhere. You know, you don't have to, to convert to a different world religion. With Sant Mat, there is only the school of spirituality part, the inner mystic core that is available. I want to share with you a couple more examples within Christianity of past contemplative souls and practices. Not only inner sound mysticism has been detected, is present within the writings left behind by all of these great saints and mystics within the Christian tradition, but also inner light. For instance, this is from a Syriac Aramaic mystic by the name of John of Apamia, who lived during the early centuries AD. He said, What wonders has your love affected when someone is still alive? He has left this world, though his bodily condition remains with the bodily condition of the world, yet his spirit has been raised up towards you, so that for a period of time he is where he knows not, being totally raptured and drawn towards you. This quote comes from John of Dalyatha, a mystic from the St. Thomas branch of Eastern Christianity, also from the Syriac Aramaic East. Look at God within yourself, how God is light, for his nature is a glorious, many-splendored light. He manifests the light of his nature to those who love him in all the worlds. John of Delyatha. New world in the St. Thomas branch of Christian mysticism was a term for other dimensions or Gnostic heavenly or noetic realms. Writing in the Aramaic Syriac language around 710 AD at a monastery in northern Iraq, Joseph the visionary wrote this amazing paragraph about experiencing visions of formless divine light. The impulses of the mind are extended from the sphere of material things towards those impulses which are without limit, that is to say, wonder at the new world and the faculty of vision which belongs to contemplation of the Holy Trinity. For when the vision of the mind is mingled with the light of the glorious Trinity, all its impulses become infinite, for none of the visionaries or Gnostics 
is able to distinguish the identity of the mind as a result of the vision of that glorious light that is seen of the Holy Trinity. For all the innermost chambers of the heart are filled by that blessed light, and there are no shapes or forms or anything material or number or color. Rather, that light, who cannot be separated out into shapes and forms, is single, owing to the simpleness of the faculty of sight. Joseph the Visionary, quoted in a book called The Syriac Fathers on Prayer and the Spiritual Life, about a fairly advanced level of inner seeing, going beyond realms of sun and moon and colors, blue, golden light, purple light, and so on, to a formless, infinite light, which, of course, he describes in his own unique language based on his theological perspective, describing it as the light of the Holy Trinity. Of course, a Valentinian Gnostic would use different language. A Hermetic mystic would use still different, unique language to describe this inner experience. But my point is, they've all described such encounters with the divine light. Now, before I move on to my main feature, the writings of Sant G, about esoteric mystic paths like Sant Mat versus outer exoteric world religions, a couple more passages. This is from the ascetical homilies of St. Isaac the Syrian, staying with the Syriac tradition. He was a 7th century mystic and a great writer, and his use of the New Testament, his quotation from Gnostic Paul from the New Testament is very fascinating. And then I'll end with a a verse from the Acts of Peter pointing to an actual spiritual practice that was recommended. Pretty amazing. Just to show, here's an example or two more of esoteric mystics within a world religion, in this case, Christianity, from the ascetical homilies of St. Isaac of Nineveh. The blessed Paul teaches us, saying, put off the old self, the old man, and put on the new man, the new self, which after God is created in holiness and the righteousness of truth, unquote. St. Isaac of Nineveh referred to by most people as St. Isaac the Syrian. Now, he does not say, put on the new man over the old man, for he knew that this would be impossible. See how wisely he enjoins this. He does not say, put on the new self, who is renewed by knowledge of God, but he says, first put off the old, then put on the new. This is like what he says, Definitely in another place, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither does corruption inherit incorruption. By incorruption, he means the knowledge of that other world. And by corruption and flesh and blood, he designates the corrupting passions of both the soul and the body, the realm of whose motions is in the mind of the flesh. He calls purity here the new man, and by the kingdom of God he means the lofty noetic theora of the blessed perceptions of those eternal effulgences 
into which the holy soul is only permitted to enter by means of incorruptible perceptions that are exalted above corruption, flesh, and blood. If the little pupil of your soul's eye has not been purified, do not venture to gaze at the sun, lest you be deprived of your normal vision power. So here, St. Isaac of Nineveh is talking about rising above body consciousness, rising above the flesh of the material world, and perceiving something different, some other realm, the new world. Eternal effulgences, noetic light. And he writes about this all throughout his many volumes, as do those other Syriac saints of the East, describing spiritual light beyond this world that is available to the contemplative soul, the solitary that is devoted to a daily spiritual practice. And finally, from the Christian tradition, from that mystic core of saints and mystics, meditation, contemplative meditation, is mentioned in this apocryphal scripture known as the Acts of Peter, which scholars date back to the second century AD. This is found in something called The Other Bible, edited by Willis Barnstone, a wonderful collection of Gnostic Gospels, apocryphal writings, Dead Sea Scrolls, Odes of Solomon or early Christian hymns, Books of Enoch, a great bargain for anyone looking for that kind of apocryphal writing, lost books of the Bible, apocryphal scripture, other Gospels, letters, etc., the other Bible edited by Willis Barnstone. This is from the Acts of Peter. Give ear, withdraw your souls from all that appears but is not truly real. Close these eyes of yours, close your ears, withdraw from actions that are outwardly seen, and you shall know the reality of Christ and the whole secret of your salvation. Acts of Peter, found in the other Bible, and of course elsewhere, there are many different translations of the Acts of Peter that are available. Sounds like something right out of A Course in Miracles, published in the 1970s, but it actually dates back to the early days of Christianity. Acts of Peter is actually a very influential book. It is this very same book, the very same scripture, most famously known for the story about Peter wanting to be crucified upside down instead of uh, crucified in the same way Jesus was when he was on trial at one time he wanted to be crucified upside down and that's a story that's quite widely known and that also comes from the Acts of Peter but for me what's most interesting and important about the Acts of Peter is something we all want to do not to be crucified upside down of course but to have a spiritual practice and this is a very fine example of meditation practice being described rather well in an early Christian writing. Part of the esoteric inner core, that hidden esoteric mystic core of a world religion, in this case, Christianity. I want to next focus on the teachings of Sant G the writings of Ajayb Singh, where he speaks of the esoteric 
path, such as Saint-Mont, that mystic core of saints and mystics, versus the world religions, the exoteric, or the outer court, if you will, the outside. Saints and Mahatmas do not teach us to criticize any community or religion, and they do not tell us to comment about the practices of those religions and communities. They do tell us the reality, the truth, and they always inspire us to get the Nam initiation and meditate upon the Nam, the sound current, the audible life stream, to go within and see for ourselves what the reality is. The Mahatmas who come from Sachkhan, the eternal timeless spiritual realm of spirit and truth, just to define the term Sachkhand, the Mahatmas who come from Sachkhand do not divide the world, nor do they condemn any existing religion or community. They do not form any new religions. They only tell us the truth. They teach us how to do the devotion of God Almighty, because God himself is residing within all of us. Mahatmas tell us, just as the sun does not have any caste or creed, he gives life to everyone in the same way. God Almighty does not have any caste or creed either. Those who do his devotion, who devote themselves to him, he becomes theirs. Saints and Mahatmas tell us that Sant Mat is sweet, loving, wonderful, unique, and no path can compete with it. We know that every community or religion has its own outer appearance, its own outer rites and rituals, and that the outer appearance, rites and rituals of one religion are not similar to those of others. Saints and Mahatmas do not say that any religion or any community is bad, they say that you should remain in whatever religion you are born in. It is a good thing to be born into a religion, but they also say that the religions and the communities should serve as schools and colleges for us, where we can go and learn about God Almighty. And if we go deep into the basic teachings of those religions, we will find that the practice of the Surat Shabda Nam is always there. It is always taught that by doing the meditation of Shabad Nam, we can be liberated. But in those religions, we do not have practical people, but only those who read and teach the outer teachings. And that is why they teach us that we can get liberation only by following rites and rituals and doing outer things. So when we follow the religions, we get stuck in that kind of thing so that we think that we can achieve liberation and realize God Almighty by only doing the rites and rituals. And then we do not feel that it is important to do the meditation of Shabbat Nam. Christians understand that taking baptism, going to church, offering prayers, and having complete faith in Christ is enough for doing their devotion. They think that all these things will bring them liberation. But they have forgotten the real teachings of Christ, which was the meditation of Shabad Nam. They do not recognize that only by doing the meditation of Shabad Nam as Christ taught will they get the liberation. In the same way, the Sikh religion, in the Sikh religion it is understood that only by wearing the five signs can one become a disciple or Sikh and following the path of the masters. Those five signs 
are to have uncut hair, to wear a comb, to wear a special kind of bracelet, to wear a special kind of underwear, to carry a dagger. They say that unless you have all of these five things with you, you cannot be called a Sikh or a disciple, and you cannot follow the path of the masters. At present, no one follows the teachings of Guru Nanak and the Sikh gurus, that you do the meditation and go within, since everything is within. We people do not follow the teachings of the masters, and we do not do those things which they told us to do. By doing the outer rituals and rites, and taking up the outer appearances, we think that we are following the path of the masters. Saints and Mahatmas lovingly explain to us, dear ones, to do the meditation of Shabad Nam, you do not need to change your religion, you do not need to change your way of speaking, you do not need to change your clothes or wear any particular colored clothes. You do not need to change any of your outer appearances to do the meditation of Nam. Mahatmas tell us, if you want to follow the path of the masters, then accept what we say and follow the teachings. These five passions, namely lust, anger, greed, attachment, and egotism, or egoism, are like weapons which are attached to our body. It seems as if they are enjoying the pleasures, but that is not the reality. These poor ones do not get any pleasure. The pleasure is obtained by the stream of our mind. So saints and Mahatmas lovingly explain to us that by doing Simran, the repetition of sacred names of God, we should vacate the nine openings of our body and change the direction of the stream of our mind and of our soul. And by doing Simran, we should come to the eye center, the third eye, the single eye. We should come to the eye center, and after removing the physical astral and causal covers from our soul, we should come to the Daswan Dwar or tenth door. When our soul becomes free from all these veils and passions, the real path of the masters starts. The real path of the masters begins. Only after reaching the tenth door can we say we are on the path of the masters. Masters come to this world to make us free from the attachments and the bounds of religions and communities. They do not come in this world to attach us to any particular religion or community. They do not tell us to give up any religion or community, but they do tell us to do the meditation of Shabad Nam, the divine light and sound current, and rise above all these things. Because except for the devotion of Shabad Nam, there is no practice doing which we can achieve the liberation. They always teach us the importance of the meditation of Shabad Nam. They tell us the person who does the meditation of Shabad Nam lives in this world like the lotus floating on the water who even though he lives in the water is not affected by it. He lives in this world like a waterfowl who lives in the water but when she flies flies with dry wings. That is why they always teach us the meditation of Shabad Nam because there is no other practice by which we can 
achieve liberation. The food of our soul. Yesterday I told you that the perfect Mahatmas, the beloveds of God, neither criticize anyone themselves, nor do they allow their disciples to get involved in criticism. Guru Nanak Dev Ji Maharaj didn't mean to criticize any particular community or religion, but he had to tell the truth, and that is that it is the personal experience of the saints and Mahatmas that no matter how many rites and rituals we may do, we still cannot do our work unless we go within and unless some perfect master connects us with the Shabad Nam, the divine light and sound, we cannot get the liberation. The path of the masters, the living school of saints and mystics that practice going within, reconnecting to this divine light and to the divine sound, the audible life stream which has been described by many saints and mystics in the various world religions of the past. But we too, here now, in this generation, can become one of those souls, one of those contemplative individuals, and experience the divine light and sound for ourselves in our own daily practice. We can have our own contemplative meditation practice at home each and every day and follow the path of the Master's. My name is James Bean. Thank you for joining me today for this Santmat Satsang podcast titled Esoteric Mystic Paths Like Santmat Versus Outer Exoteric World Religions. If you'd like to receive a link to the book Path of the Masters by Julian P. Johnson or a link to my article on the yoga of sound describing sound mysticism. And I include some light mysticism as well in there from all of the world religions, Baha'i faith, Islam, Buddhism, Hinduism, Sikh and Kursant traditions of India, uh, Christian scriptures and uh, various saints and mystics of the Western world as well. Judaism, Kabbalah, it's all in there. If you'd like to get a link to that, the Yoga of Sound booklet, scroll below if you're listening to this podcast by way of YouTube. If you're listening through some other podcast venue, just send me an email. I'll be happy to send these links to you. James at spiritualawakeningradio.com is my email address. James at spiritualawakeningradio.com radio.com visit my website spiritualawakeningradio.com from there you can subscribe to this podcast you can subscribe by way of youtube or apple spotify audible which is through amazon and all these other venues wherever you get your podcasts from for spiritual awakening i'm james bean